Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to this new year. My name is Jarrett. I'm glad to see you all packed in here. Very, very good to see you in person. Welcome to those of you who are with us online, people joining us from literally all over the world. It's so crazy that people are joining with us right now and throughout the week. We are so excited to kick off this new year with you, also known as the Jordan year. We are so grateful that we get to live in a city that gets a year named after it. It is so great. And if you're, if you're looking at that slide going, man, his Photoshop skills are on the next level, find me on LinkedIn. You can find me there. I, I'm here for your graphic needs. Uh, th- this is such a, an important time in our lives and such an important time in the year at a, at a new year because, I don't know, we just think anything's possible, right? As you kind of come into new year, you just kind of have this mindset that anything's possible, that this year is just a, a, a big kind of beautiful blank slate in, in front of you. And that's why so many people get so excited to set uh, goals around this time of year or maybe resolutions, which, you know, eight days in, most of which they've already failed at. But anyway, the, the, the point is, is, is that we like to have a vision for our lives. We want to achieve things greater than ourselves. And I was doing some study preparing for our time. And I'm not going to do the thing that I usually do, like, how many of you do resolutions? And we raise hands. And then people go, oh, resolutions are stupid. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I do want you to actually talk to the person next to you about what you think people are resolving to do in 2023. So I want you to turn to the person next to you. What do you think is one of or two of the top three resolutions for 2023? And for those of you who are with us online, you can actually type in the comments. What do you think is one or two of the top resolutions for 2023? Go ahead, turn everyone, talk to someone, turn to the person next to you. Go ahead and talk. Go ahead and put it in the comments. What do you think people are wanting and resolving to do this year? Go ahead online, keep putting those comments in. All right. Yeah, I, we're probably going to get most of these right. According to uh, this website, Statista, they said that the top three resolutions for 2023 are to exercise more. How many of you guessed that? To eat healthier. How many of you guessed that? And to lose weight. How many of you guessed that? I want you to look at those three resolutions. Does anyone see a theme or a pattern in those? Apparently in 2022, we left no crumbs. We, we left Zero crumbs. We were making up for, for lost. We were hungry in 2022. We left no crumbs. And when you look at those, those, those top resolutions, you know, exercise more, eat healthier, lose weight, they're all great. They're all great goals, right? And maybe you have some of those for your life for this year. But if you look at them a little closer, you'll see that they're actually all inward focused. They're all inward focused, which is fine. A lot of resolutions and goals are. And they're all individually accomplished. So they're they're all about me and they're all done by me. It's the only way those things actually happen. Again, nothing wrong with those, but I just, as we start this new year, I just want to ask like, what if there was more than that? What if you could actually experience more? What if 2023 was about more than just me? Like for for real this year, you said I'm resolving. It's not just going to be about me this year. What if 2023 wasn't just all about you, what if you had a vision that, that was bigger than, 
just yourself? Better than, beyond just something you could come up with on your own. What if this year, by you showing up for others, you see God show up for you in your life like never before, like any other year in your life? What, what if you could experience, get this, what if you could experience more this year by making it about more than just you? So that's a vision I think all of us would want to live into. That's a vision I want to live into. I want to be a part of. And to get a sense of what that vision really looks like and how it works, I want us to start our year together in the same passage. I want us to start in Philippians chapter 2. So go ahead and grab a Bible. If you're with us online, open a tab, open your phone, do whatever you want. There should be a Bible right under your seat. 9 a.m., look at y'all grabbing a Bible. If you're new around here, maybe you're kind of coming back to church. This is your first time here. We have a Bible under your seat for everyone. If you do not own a Bible, please steal a Bible from church. Start this year right by stealing something from church. We would love for you to start this year with a Bible. So if you don't own one, grab one. Turn to uh, page 951 in the Soul City Bible. 951 will get you to Philippians chapter two. Now you've maybe heard John and I talk that for the next couple months, all the way through Easter, we are breaking down what it looks like to have a transforming relationship with Jesus. What does this transforming life actually really look like? And so we're starting today by getting a vision from God of how our life, how this year can actually be about others. The book of Philippians, just so you know, is not actually a book. It wasn't written as a book. It was a letter written by the apostle Paul while he was in prison. And he wrote it to a church, not unlike this church, not that different from this church. And he wants to give them a vision bigger than just themselves, bigger than just things of this world. And so he says to them in Philippians 2 verse 1, I want you to follow this pattern here as well. He says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. Anyone want to see the repeating word in that passage? You see it? If, 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 if you have any of those things. Now what Paul is doing here is all his ifs are setting up what we've come to call a conditional clause. English majors get excited. Conditional clause. What is a conditional clause? Well, a conditional clause is if you do this, then that will happen. That's a conditional clause. If you do this, then this will happen. Like if you eat Taco Bell at 2 a.m., then you need to cancel your plans for the next day. These are conditional clause. If you do CrossFit, then I don't want to hear about it. That, these, are, these are conditional clauses. If, then, if, then. You get the idea, right? But the language Paul uses here is actually better translated, not as the word if, but the word since. It's less conditional and it's actually more concrete. Since you've experienced the powerful and personal presence of Jesus, since you've been comforted by God at some point in your life, since you have felt a deep and spiritual connection with others, since you've already experienced all of that for yourself, verse two, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the, the same love, being one in spirit and one of mind. Listen to this. <laughs> How's this for a challenge for 2023? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or, or vain conceit, but rather in humility, value others above yourself. Not just looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. See, Paul knows that if you are in a transforming relationship with Jesus, then you have experienced all those things he mentioned in verse one and so much more. And Paul is just simply answering the question, how can I make it about more than just me by inviting you and me to be about others. That's how you do it. Be about others. Don't just look to your own needs. Look to the needs 
of others. Don't just think about yourself, think of others. Don't just serve yourself, but serve others. In other words, what Paul is trying to help us see and what we see all throughout the teachings of Jesus and all throughout the entire Bible is simply this. God has formed you to be for others, period. God formed you, made you in his image to be for others. You are formed to be for others more than just all about you. Being about others is actually essential and it's inseparable from this transforming life with Jesus. What that means is that there are no customers here, only owners. I'm not just shopping around for my God fix. If I'm in a relationship with God, I'm an owner around here. I'm called an heir in the Bible. I'm called a part of his family. I'm not a customer, I'm an owner. God formed you to be for others. In fact, I would go so far as to say, God transforms you as you live for others. He transforms you, he changes you as you live for others. God, God grows you up as you show up for others. Now, here's the deal. I know, especially this section over here, I know that y'all know that this is true, Zoe. I know that you know this is true. You've heard this message before. I know that you already know that this is true. That you know that there is actually more to this life than it just being all about you. That this transforming life is actually a life that's meant to be lived for others. And yet, when it comes down to it, so often we just don't do it. We don't do it. I, don't get me wrong. We want to. We mean to. We resolve, we resolve to. But it's just so much easier not to. And there's a reason for that. It's like we, oh man, I'm going to the flip chart first week in. This is dangerous. It's like we sort of live with this internal gravitational pull that tells us that everything else exists for us. That everything around us is about us and it's all for me. And we shouldn't be surprised when you feel that way, when I feel that way, because I do on the daily. You shouldn't be surprised or you shouldn't deny that feeling in your life because this is the way of the world. We live in a world that basically says the world exists to serve me. This world exists to serve me. I don't know if you know, but it's true. Y'all are here for me. It's all about me. And I may give a little here, and I may help a little bit over there, but so long as I know deep down that I'm going to get what I need, or better yet, let's be really honest, I'm going to get what I want. And once I know that's secure, okay, yeah, I'll help out. I'll give. See, in this transforming life with Jesus, we know that it's actually about more than just me. We, we, we know that we're a part of a, a team entrusted with a taller task that we're part of a group that's gathered around a greater goal. We, we are a people propelled by a powerful purpose. We are here for others. And we take our cue from none other than Jesus himself. This is what Paul says in Philippians 2.5. Let's keep going. He says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, he was God, is God, but did not consider equality with God Look at this, something to be used for his own advantage. Now just pause for a second and think about that. 
Jesus, being fully God, came to earth fully human, and yet while on earth did not consider his full rights and heir, like rights and power to be God. He humbled and laid that down to serve others. And if anyone had the, the, the right to, to make it all about them, it's Jesus. Like if anyone had the right to actually do that in this world, it's Jesus. I mean, the Bible tells us he, he's the king of kings. He's, he's the Lord of lords. He's the, the prince of peace. He's the bright morning star. He's the son of the most high. He is the lion of Judah. He is the lamb of God. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith, the way, the truth, and the life. His name is Jesus. Ever heard of him? He is worthy to make it all about him, had every right to do so. Could have said to this world, you bow down, you serve me. But verse seven, rather, he made himself nothing. Took on the very nature of a servant. Can we go on to the next verse there, verse seven? It's in the Bible, you can keep following on. There we go, all right. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself, get this, by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. The one who deserved it all gave it all for others, for you, for me. It's Jesus who says, follow me. This is my way. Do as I do. Live as I live. And you know what happens as you do? He says, let me, let me transform you and give you a bigger vision where you are actually here for others. And what you begin to see as you do is that life is far better when we do that actually together. And what happens that's so powerful is that when you and I gather around the name of Jesus, we actually, oh, it's magic. He added letters to the word us. Oh man, look out. When we gather together around the name Jesus, what we would normally do naturally somehow becomes supernatural by his power infused in us. And then what we find is that Jesus gives us what we need far more than we could even possibly imagine. And we get to experience, yeah, yeah, letters. We get, to, we get to experience that more that God has in store for you when you make it about more than just you. When you live for others, you get to experience the, the joy that comes from that. The joy that only he can give. You, you get to see that there's actually a different message with this Jesus. It's not that this world exists to serve me. It's that I exist to serve this world. Now that's a different message. I exist. I'm here for you. And as I do, I already know God's going to take care of every one of my needs. He will do it. But I'm here to see how I might be able to take care of yours. To see how I can be for you. That's how it works in this transforming life with Jesus. We gather around Jesus and I give of myself and you give of yourself and we give of ourselves and we begin to discover that life is actually better when you're a part of something bigger. When you're a part of something bigger than just you, that we can do far more together than we could ever do on our own. 
And I think about all the, the people that I have the joy and the privilege of being in relationship around this church that so beautifully and so powerfully and so faithfully embody and model this to me, to us on a regular basis. I think of, I think of Caleb, who's in the back right now, and he would not want you looking at him. Caleb Blanche is on our production team. He, he runs all the slides that you see, like all those things that pop up behind me. And every time Fabi changes the song, he has to find it and throw the words up on the... Caleb does that every week, serves faithfully as a volunteer. And in fact, not only that, he comes in after work on Thursday nights to set the lights for our gathering on Sunday. And he does it with such a humble spirit, so willing. Why? Because he loves this church? No, because he loves God's church. And he's a part of this church and we're so grateful for him. He embodies that. I think of Tom Yan on our, on our worship team. He's been serving for 10 years in our band. What have you done for 10 years? <laughs> he has faithfully served for 10 years. So humble of a man, so funky on that bass. <laughs> he models and embodies this to me. Gabby Newman serves in Soul City Kids regularly on Sundays. She's actually even also a part of the creative team that takes all of our kids' experiences to a whole nother level. And get this, this is what's so amazing about Gabby. During her normal life, her work week, she's a teacher. She's with kids all week, takes a breath on Saturday, and then comes back and serves in kids on Sunday. How amazing is that? I think of Mary Westerholm, who serves on our prayer team. Man, if you have not experienced the power of that prayer team, and, 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 and she does it like, she's probably gonna be mad at me afterwards that I didn't mention her name. Because she does it so faithfully, so consistently, and so many, so many more, so many more like her. Dalton and Tiffany, who serve every week on our flip team. And you're like, what's, what's the flip team? <laughs> it's an acrobatic team that we've put together. <laughs> if you've seen the Jesse White tumblers, it's very... You know what the flip team does? They come in faithfully. And between services, clean this whole room up. Pick up all the trash, organize all the Bibles. And the, some of y'all are messy. And I'm not saying which gathering is messier, but 11 o'clock. I'm just saying. And they come and they serve so faithfully and they'd never want me to tell you about them until now. And I could go on, I could go on, I could go on, I could go on. Aren't you glad that these folks, and so, so, I mean, I could just go so many more like them, aren't you glad that they decided to step up before you ever showed up here? That, that, that they got this one right? They're not perfect, but they got this one right. Because that's what they did. You know that they, they stepped up so that when you showed up, you could experience the transforming love of Jesus. Amazing. They stepped up and served on our street team. Like Tony serves on our street team to make sure that you have a place to park after your third or fourth time around the block, right? They, they stepped up, they got on our digital team or on our social team to make sure that those of you who are with us online actually feel connected and a part of what God is doing here in this church. Aren't you glad that they, they stepped up and they, 
They got on our cafe team and they got on our host team to make sure that you feel welcome and that you got that sweet, sweet caffeine into your veins on Sunday. Aren't you glad that they, they stepped up and they got on a worship team? All of them volunteers. All of them have jobs and families and friends just like you, but they show up. They step up and show up so that you, when you show up, get to experience the transforming love of Jesus through worship. They stepped up so that when you showed up, you could have that experience. And my hunch is, is that if you asked any one of them, they would not want you to thank them. They would not want you to make a big deal about them. They would just want you to join them, to be a part. They would probably tell you that their lives have actually been transformed by being for others. That every moment spent serving on a team has, has been far more worth it to them and that they actually, that their lives are in some way a little bit better because they're a part of something bigger that God's doing in the world. So as we start this, this new year, as you have all of 2023, the Jordan year in front of you, what if you had a bigger vision for your life this year? What if you could make this year unlike maybe any other year you've lived before? What if, get this, what if instead of just another year, you saw this as an other's year. You saw this as an other's year. I want to be for others. A year where, where you seek to serve within the context of community, to find some people, to find some purpose, to, to step up so that when others show up, they get to experience Jesus through you. So you have some homework. First week of the, the new year, you got some homework. I want to invite you to be on a team. There's all kinds of different teams that meet all kinds of different ways throughout this church, really throughout the city. Lots of different ways to be a part of what God's doing in this city, through this church. But the next step for you, if you want to be a part of what God's doing around here, is to just come to our team night in a couple weeks. It's coming up on, on January 17th. And our team nights where we gather together, everyone who's on all of our different teams and we hear from God together, we get a vision for what God is going to do over this next season of serving together. We get to celebrate all that God has done. It is, it's like, well, to quote Vin Diesel, it's family. It's like family, it's family. It's all about family. When you're here, it's not in my notes. Just thought you should know that. I wanna encourage you right now to actually get out your phone and just scan that QR code and just see what God might wanna do through you stepping up in a small way, but a significant way. To just see as we start this new year to actually start it in a way that it's not just about you, but it's about others. And if you're thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not actually on a team. I don't really think this team night thing is, is really for me. Yeah, it is. It actually totally is for you whether you're already on a team, faithfully serving like so many are, or whether you're not yet on a team, we wanna help you get on a team. So we want you to just come to team night. It's for you. Maybe you're thinking, well, I don't even know where I would serve or what I would do or what, what team to, eat, to even be on. Great, we'll help you. We will help you. We'll make it as easy as possible for you to make this year unlike any other year before in your life. And maybe you're thinking to yourself like, oh, so I know it sounds good, but I don't really have time for that. Like, I don't know if you know, but my life is pretty full. I just don't know if I have the time to be a part of a team. Yes, you do. You actually do. In all honesty, 
If you can binge a whole season of Love Island, you have time to do something significant with your life. You can actually be a part of the bigger thing that God's doing. You actually do have time if you make it a priority in your life to be a part of what God's doing, to be a part of someone's life being changed, starting with yours. Listen, God formed you to be for others. And wouldn't it be something to be looking back a year from now and see all the ways that God showed up in your life all because you decided to show up for others. So I wanna pray for us towards that end. I ask you to stand and join us with us online. Those of you who worship online, we're gonna pray together right now. We love a posture prayer we've taken for many, many years. We open our hands up. We just think that says so much more. It says, I'm here, God, I'm available. What might you wanna do in me and through me, God? So if you'd be willing to take that posture of prayer, I'd love to to pray for you and then we'll close out our time worshiping God together. Jesus, thank you that, 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 that you gave us not only an example, but you actually gave yourself. You gave your life. You made yourself humble and obedient. You took the lowest possible position to show us what life can actually really be all about. And thank you, Jesus, that you've invited us into it. Help me specifically for all the times, help us for all the times where we make it all about me, I make it all about me, I make it all about me so often. Forgive me for that. Help me to see what you have for me that's so much more than it just being about me. And I, and I pray that for every one of my friends here. God, I thank you for every one of the folks who faithfully and joyfully serve. I ask God that you would bless them today. Bless them, God, for their faithful service. And I ask God that you would actually stir up, stir up in us a desire to actually be about others other than ourselves. Help us to make room in our lives, to make room for you to move this year, maybe like never before. We pray this in your name. Amen.